Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. This podcast is being sponsored by Get Loopy. On episode 41, you can hear the story of Isabel, the co-founder and CEO. Get Loopy, get a 20% discount off your first order. Getloopy.com Take it from the Iron Woman. Again, we only have very special guests. Today we have Mike here with us. Mike and I know each other from way back when at Columbia University, when we both got our master's. It's in this century, so we're not that old. Welcome, Mike. Who is Mike who's going to join us today? Introduce yourself. Welcome. Hey, I'm Michael. Thank you, Suzanne. It's great to reconnect with you and, and talk about I'm super excited. Who are you? We've met at Organizational Development Masters at Columbia, and yeah. now you're in Colorado. This was in New York, and now you're in Colorado. I'll always have some New York in me. I'm a son of New York, growing up in the suburbs there, and I got my first taste of Colorado in 1986 when I was a student on an outward bound course. And that, that really whet my appetite. And it's funny because I think it, it set me on the path to going to what I do today for, for business and for what I do for a living, which is essentially very similar to what you do, but around coaching and executive development and team development in particular. And I work in the financial services space. So, you know, moving out of New York, uh, six years ago was some people said, well, you're in finance. Why would you, why would you do that? I can understand maybe you moved to London or, mm-hmm. or Boston, but, but this has been, this has been a great move. And I remember when you were considering moving to Colorado and people were like, ah, but I felt like you told me you liked the mountain biking and it was a hassle to get out of the city. And whenever you, you and I talked about sports, marathoning, mountain biking, you were lighting up. So I was like, this is the right place for you. Absolutely. And I think that the key there is that what you saw was that I lit up talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is not a, this is not a dress rehearsal. Life is not, life is not mm-hmm. practice. We practice in life. Mm-hmm. We're trying to practice it at habits and being better at who we are and all of that. But this is the chance that we have. So the choice to move out here and, and talking about mountain biking and all of the outdoor activities that my family and I like to do was a big, big influencer in, mm-hmm. in coming out here. It's not that I couldn't mountain bike in New York and there's great mountain biking, certainly very close mm-hmm. to New York city, but just from a lifestyle perspective, it wasn't, it wasn't really what I saw in the future for myself and for my family. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. my spouse agreed and we, uh, we decided to move out here. I think that's the way to go. And especially in today's time, right? We were talking about COVID, working from home. What you're missing is the traveling. So tell us a little bit about purpose. That's what is in 
in the forefront of, of your work and what you're dealing with your audience that you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. So you, I think that we're hearing a lot more about this idea of purpose in a lot of different places. You know, Simon Sinek talks about, mm. you know, start with why. There are other individuals that are, that are out there really talking about a sense of why was I put on this planet? And, and a lot of the work that I do with my clients, because a lot of my clients are financial professionals and product and performance in our industry are either performance is fleeting and product is fungible, right? You can replicate product no matter where you are. And I work for a company that creates products. So our products are the best, use ours. But, but that being said, how do you differentiate yourself from the other people out there that are all providing the same product and promising similar performance? And it comes down to really having a sense of self, which then goes back to this idea of purpose. So I believe, and I've tried to be focused on this for the majority of my career, is that my job is to help people change. And I think you, you know, you as a coach would understand this, is that I get up every day and try and create moments where people can change the conversations that they are having to the ones that they want to be having. And sometimes it's really hard to, to really look within the depths of your soul and figure out why, why am I here and how this connects to this idea of physical exercise and mountain biking or skiing or whatever it is, is that in order for me to be that person, in order for me to live that purpose, I, there are all of these sort of other unlocking characteristics mm -hmm. that I have to practice. That what I would describe as sort of like catalysts that allow us to achieve that goal. So for me, exercise and being outside were some things that I recognized were really important to me. And, and it's funny because when I find that I don't do those things on a regular basis here, as easy as it is where I live, I stray off of the path of purpose that I've described to you already. That's when I cannot run. People say like, what's wrong with you? I don't sleep right. well. I'm grumpy. We need that outlet and it's important. Absolutely. Tell us about your mountain bike and skiing expeditions. I mean, I follow you on social media I'm a little jealous because that's how I grew up in Switzerland. We're in 20 minutes, we're in the mountains and you have it in front of your house. Yeah, well, I remember, I remember buying my first mountain bike in 1989 and I think I spent $700 on a Diamondback mountain bike. It was a steel mountain bike. It had decent components, but it certainly wasn't the top of the line at that point, Suntour was a, was a big component manufacturer, but I had, I had Shimano Dior components, not XT or XT, XTR didn't exist yet. This is 1989. I had a rigid fork. It was, and I remember my parents saying like, you're spending $700 on a mountain bike. Like what is wrong with you? Like you get a perfectly good bike for 200 bucks. And I was like, no, nah, this is, and they were worried that I wasn't going to do it for very long. So flash, flash forward, right. All through college. I owned several mountain bikes. And, you know, this was in a lot of ways when you had to true your wheels after every ride because they wouldn't <laughs> hold true. They were designed around, you know, road standards and things progressed. And then, and I continued riding through college and then even after college and moving to New York City made that a lot more difficult because I did live in New York City for, for 20 years before moving here uh, to Colorado. And I kind of fell out of it. And part of the reason why I fell out of it is because it was so challenging to do. And then the other reason, 
uh, which is I stopped skiing for six years for the same reason is because I had kids. And that just became difficult to young boys. And it was just hard for me to get away. And in New York, it's the entire day, yeah. right? You can't takes, it takes mm-hmm. a long time to get to where you need to go to get the, yeah. the bike. If you're going to take the train, it takes. Mm-hmm. So I sort of like fell out of it. And then my friend had bought a more modern, it was an Ibis SL, their Mojo SL. And he bought this bike and he's like, you should try it out. So we went riding together and I got on it. And the minute I gave it back to him, I said, where's the dealership? Because we need to go get one. You know, a couple months later, I, I had one. It was a 40th birthday gift to myself a year early, but that's fine. And since then, I've, you know, I've owned three bikes since then. And I just, it's, it's a sense of freedom. It's something that I love doing. And certainly living here in Colorado, there's just hundreds of miles of trail. So it's awesome. And it's an investment, right? When your family says $700, first, what came to my mind was like, that's it. Because uh, right. I've done Ironman and I know people spend as much money as some people spend on cars just to have a nice bike. The joke where I live is that people are driving around in cars with bikes that are worth three times as much on the top of them. And that's true where I live. So to spend $12,000 on a mountain bike is not unheard of. It's certainly at the top end of what's out there today, but it's certainly not unheard unheard of. Can we ask how much you spend on your mountain bike? Well, you know, I don't, I don't like okay. to get into details, but I will tell you that one of the, one of the great benefits and that I would say to your listeners is that while the bar to entry to mountain biking in particular is very high. Uh, I think you really need to spend probably a minimum of $2,000 to get into a bike that is going to be durable and be able to perform and not be you know, too heavy. The other area that you can look at is in used bikes. Mm-hmm. So websites like Pink Bike or MTBR have buy sell forums where you can find some really good values. Right now, it's virtually impossible because everybody's, you know, it's impossible to buy new bikes now. So I buy my bikes here, here where I live used. And so my current bike I got for about half price. It was used very lightly by a friend of mine who gets a new one every year, and I was fortunate. He's the right size, so we were we were very fortunate in that regard. Okay, let's let's leave it at this, right? We don't need to take money. (laughs) I know this is a topic. I mean, if you're an athlete. I spoke to a super athlete. She does 10 Ironman in 10 days. Crazy. But she says wow. it's, about, it's about the equipment. And in any sport or even in business, if you have the right equipment that excels you and brings you up to the top. I think that people get, people get caught up sometimes in, in some of the branding with mm-hmm. equipment. And I think that there's, it's a dual-edged sword. You don't need XTR on your bike. You don't need DI-12 or DI-2, right? Or not Altegra, the ultimate is is Dura-Ace, right? Or Campagnolo had their top of the line. You know, most of the manufacturers have, have caught up at this point. And, and I think, but there is, there is a value in having quality equipment. I'll give you a quick example. I'm a Telemark skier. I've just gave up fixed heel skiing for almost 20 years Telemark was traditionally the way that you would go and do backcountry skiing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the problem is the equipment today has advanced to the point where it's so heavy. And I, I know that sounds uh, contradictory. It's advanced and it's heavy, mm-hmm. but 
it is so much more powerful skiing downhill on the, on the modern telemark equipment and the boots are way more supportive and stiff than, than the old leather boots that I started on. <laughs> and I was doing a tour, one of my first uh, backcountry tours moving here to Colorado it was about four, four or five years ago is the first time I went and everybody else was on AT equipment, Alpine touring equipment. And I was like, ah, that's, that's all fine and good, but they won't be able to free their heel going downhill. Now, meanwhile, skiing downhill with a free heel and a 35 or 40 pound pack is, it's already challenging to do, but, but with that equipment, it's harder. I really suffered mightily on that tour. And I went, I bought a full AT setup and yes, it was expensive. It probably cost me 1500 bucks, you know, skis, boots, bindings, Mm -hmm. the whole nut. But the next year I was so much more comfortable and so much more able to keep up and and enjoy what was going on because I had the right equipment. And so, yeah, there's investments that you have to make, but at the end of the day, if it allows you to really participate and enjoy the activity versus not, then I think it's a worthwhile investment. Because again, this is not a dress rehearsal. You get one shot at this. So you might as well enjoy what you're doing. I can only say yes to that because I grew up skiing and we went uphill skiing, right? We, we put like the seal skin on the skis. Yeah. These were the days. I'm sure these days there's much better equipment and it would be much easier when you watch the people go to Mont Blanc or stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I would love to do that. It's all exciting. Wow. So I wish you just good luck, right, in Colorado. I mean, every time, this is one thing that I remember when you and I meet, it was raining. And actually with the Zoom meeting, it's not raining, but we know that it, you said like, no, we need the rain in Colorado. So uh, maybe you and I are the rainmakers. Hopefully we meet soon again and best yeah, of luck to you and your family. We could certainly use some rain, certainly with all the fires that are going on here in Colorado, but also out in California. So maybe we can both do some sort of rain dance and bring something on for the rest of the uh, the Western United States. And it's great to talk to you and hear about how you're doing and the, and the podcast that you're doing. So thank you for having me on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun. Mountain biking in Colorado. When can we do that? Let's go there. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Chime in. Leave us a comment. Like us. And don't forget to order Get Loopy, getloopy.com, the plant-based snack. Nutrition is important. Make sure you have the right nutrition when you're working out. You get 20% off of your first order. Take it from the Iron Woman is also a book, can be ordered on Amazon as an ebook or a paperback. Check everything on my website. All the information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening.